you're listening to the Growth Over Fear podcast, where we help you overcome your fears, lean into growth, and learn tangible skills to live a more fulfilled, healthy life. I'm your host, Sarah Martin, personal trainer and online fitness coach. If you're wanting to gain confidence in who you are, let go of your fears, and feel proud and energized to live a life you love, then this show is for you. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode. Wow, it has been a hot second since I've been on my podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, I want to start off with a quote, which is this week, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. So oftentimes we get lost in thinking we need to find who we are and what we should be doing and all those things. In reality, I believe life is more about creating who you want to become and who you want to be. You have that control to show up in that type of person in the moment you are in now. So life is all about creating yourself. So go do something that's going to make you proud today. I'm so excited to bring you this week's episode, which is all about walking and the magic of walking. I have done a previous episode about movement being medicine, and that's kind of the conversation that I'm going to have with you today, is how important it is to get more movement into your day. Especially if you want to optimize your overall health and well-being, and reduce your risk of health concerns. When we walk more we reduce the risk of cardiovascular events by 31%, which is huge. Walking, I find to be very underlooked and underrated, especially when I talk to clients and they're like, well, I just went for a walk today, or all I could do was a walk this past week. Um, You know, kind of downplaying how impactful walking is and almost feeling like it was nothing. Like walking is exercise and physical activity. It is something and it is so beneficial. And I'm going to talk to you about all the benefits that brisk walking and that after dinner stroll, all those benefits that come from doing that. It not only, like I mentioned, reduced health concerns. So I'm talking obesity, heart disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, arthritis, Even your colds, flus that you get, immune system, it betters your immune system, depression, anxiety, mental health, it can improve and reduce so many things. What I personally have felt that walking does, at least for me, not only does it help my heart health, of course, but it also helps me just be, kind of get away and clear my head and feel like, it just feels so good. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, gone on a walk and got back home and you were in a bad mood. Like, I've never been in a bad mood after a walk. I don't know about you, but every client I've talked to, same thing. They feel better. They just feel better. They're more energized. They're able to tackle their meetings the rest of their day or just are more energized, clear-headed. And yeah, I love the benefits I received from walking. I will get into all of those things. But first, I want to just share with you the recommendations from ACSM. So they recommend moderate intensity or 
brisk walking for at least 30 minutes on five days each week. And you're probably like, okay, what does moderate intensity even mean? They associate with walking a mile 20 minutes or less. So doing that at least five days a week or doing a bigger chunk on a few days, something like that. And the reason why I want to talk about walking is because we are in a more sedentary lifestyle. Think about how often you're sitting at your desk, you go in your car, and then you get back home from work, and you're sitting on the couch, and then you go to bed, (laughs) and repeat, rinse and repeat. So walking just helps you get moving right away. It's so convenient, low impact, simple to do. You don't need like to change or, you know, drive somewhere to do it. You can literally get off the couch and just start walking around your house. As simple as that. And it helps when it comes to your body mechanics and getting into less pain. When you think about your sitting position, your hips are in flexion. So you're just in that constant sitting position. And you're essentially what it does is it shortens your hip muscles <laughs> by sitting and your quads. And so like your thighs are going to be pretty tight from being in those positions for long periods of time, especially if you're working like eight hours a day. So walking or strolling or just, you know, getting up and moving puts your hips in more extension. So the opposite of what they would be in when you're sitting. So it allows your muscles to lengthen, your tissues to lengthen, and puts your body back into a more biomechanical balance. Not only that, but moving helps lubricate your joints. It helps strengthen those muscles that support your hips. And this can be super impactful, especially if you do suffer from knee pain, when unlike muscles, cartilage is on the blood circulation route. So it receives nutrients when we move the joint. So walking is, I always recommend to clients, like the number one thing to start doing, especially if you don't really have an exercise routine in place right now, don't really, aren't really going to the gym, start with walking because it really, really pays off and your joint health. It helps nourish the fluid in and out of those joints. And when we take the weight off of our knees, as well as the joints in your spine, you are going to be in less pain. You're going to be in less pain. Another huge benefit is it helps our feet. So it helps allow us to really just use the nerves that are in our feet. Um, Obviously, getting barefoot is super, super impactful to wake up your feet and activate the brain to foot kind of system. There's the expression of take a load off your feet. And I'm actually telling you the opposite to take a load on (laughs) because our feet are super, super important. And we lose that connection and those muscle contractions in our feet from not moving as much as we used to. There's 28 bones, 30 joints, and over 100 muscles in our feet or tendons, muscles, and ligaments, I should say. So crazy. So when we want to benefit our health, we want to start walking and allowing our muscles to contract to not only live without discomfort, pain, but also to have better circulation. So that was going to be my next little point and benefit from walking is to talk about circulation. When our body isn't moving very well, we want to get it moving. And function, it, when we move, we're allowing our body to function way better than it's supposed to. 
not only that, but when we think about our lymphatic system, so that this is, our lymph is like the clear fluid that flows through your lymphatic system vessels, and it helps clear cellular waste, helping maintain fluid levels, and allows us to combat against infections through our immune system. So our lymphatic system is driven by muscle contractions. So the more we're contracting our muscles and increasing blood flow, like walking does, we're able to flush out those the cellular waste really well and decongest the body. As you can tell, <laughs> the list goes on with how much it truly impacts our overall system and lymphatic system and drainage. Especially if you're someone that gets sick very often, look at how much you're moving throughout your day. Are you looking at your daily life and daily routine and weekly routine? Even just writing down. I had a client do this, um, a few clients do this as well. Literally making a diary of your daily routine of this time I wake up, then I do this, then I do this. And literally breaking out time by time, obviously not by minimum minute, like kind of just, you know, guideline. But then you can look back at that and look at the average three days. What is your daily routine? How often are you getting up and moving and standing? Or are you sitting from 9 a.m. to 1 and then 2 to 4? You know, kind of making that list really can open your eyes to, holy smokes, like I can definitely just add a simple five-minute walk around the building and then go back to work to really benefit my immune system and circulatory system. So definitely encourage you to try that out, just taking a piece of paper out, looking at your schedule, and making that list of how what your routine is looking like. Another huge benefit if you are dealing with not great sleep, you should start walking. Because again, exercise can help put you in a more rejuvenating slumber, especially if you have more steps throughout your day. And getting that higher intensity can really improve your sleep. And one of my favorite benefits from walking, like I mentioned previously, mental health, like reducing your stress levels, your anxiety, your depression, because you're able to get outside and get in touch with nature. But not only that, the the same goes for any type of exercise. It helps increase your flow and increase neurochemicals to the brain. One of them being serotonin, that feel-good hormone, really improves your mood and decreases depression. Another molecule is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which helps our, basically allows our brain cells to function and grow better and increases neuroplasticity. So essentially what I'm saying is when you're walking, you're improving those molecules and neurochemicals. It's improving your overall function of your brain and strengthens areas that are subject to age-related decline. That's huge. So, so big. If you are interested in like learning more about the impacts exercise has on your brain, by far my favorite book is by John Rady called the book is called spark the revolutionary new science of exercise and the brain i loved it i soaked up so much of the information but basically what he was saying in the book is how impactful physical activity is for our brain he he called it miracle grow for the brain so 
that's one of my favorite benefits from it. Not only that, but enhancing your creativity. If you ever had, I don't know about you, but I've had really good ideas when I'm on a walk or I at least come up with a better solution to a problem. Just like when you're in the shower, right? You're just more mindful. You're not on your phone. You're more clear-headed. Okay, and now you're probably wondering, how many steps should I get in per day? I wanted to start off by saying we want to start with small increments of walking and increase each week or just something that's going to be sustainable for you. There is that huge saying all over society and online about 10,000 steps. We should be getting 10,000 steps a day. And I just want to share with you where that comes from. So it actually started in Japan and it was introduced to the marketplace Um, like a pedometer, the symbol gadget that could be worn to track your steps. And basically, there was a slogan in Japanese that literally meant 10,000 steps. And it became their slogan for dedicated walkers. Many, there's many Japanese walking clubs that said that was the minimum they're expected to walk. And gradually, that concept of walking 10,000 steps moved from the Japanese culture or public to more health-conscious walkers around the world. And today, now, we are using that as the basic fitness goal for our exercise regimen. So it's just it's super funny to me that it literally came from, um, you know, it's not a hard and set requirement. It literally just came about, like, as a slogan. But... So that's kind of where it comes from. So I just thought that was interesting. But I just want you to know that any steps you take are better than no steps at all. So we want to look at consistency being more important than the actual quantity of the steps you're getting. So if you think about it, like one day, if you did 20,000 steps and like on a Saturday and the next day you didn't move at all, you're always in that 90 degree angle with your hips, your tissues and your joints are still going to register that time being sit in that position position. So my main point is you still want to keep moving and not look at it like, okay, I walked so much yesterday. I'm not going to walk much today. It's more about what you're doing more often than not. So if you want to start tracking your steps or counting them, you can just have your smartphone with you. Your smartwatch probably does it and or other apps or your Fitbit, Apple watch and If you don't have one, you can kind of guesstimate that one mile is going to be roughly 2,000 steps and kind of just average how many steps you're kind of getting over a course of three days and take that average and then I want you to slowly increase that to 2,000 or 1,000 steps per day. Even just that little bit will do so much to your health of just increasing those steps. I have read different amount of studies where they look at two different people that weigh the same and like they weigh the same, they have the same height and one, say one person runs three times a week or is active three times a week and the other one walks 8,000 steps per day. And they found that the one that was running three times a week or was just active three times a week burned um, 51 1480 calories. And then the other one was a th- or 101608 
calories a year. So this was a year. And they found that the one that was doing 8,000 steps a day burned the most calories. So not the one that was running three times a week or went to the gym. It was the other one that burned more calories, the one that got 8,000 steps per day. So it just shows you that consistency is everything, especially when it comes to how much you're moving. So just thought that was really cool and wanted to point that out, how it's more often what you're doing rather than, okay, I made it to the gym four times this week, but then I'm sitting in my desk job the rest of the time. So get up and walk. It has so many benefits like I already went over. Now let's talk about tips to increase the walking. How do I even just add more walking into my day? I am so, so busy. Well, start by parking farther away when you're at the grocery store or if you're at the shopping mall, park farther away. That right there adds up over time. Or maybe at your work office, park farther away. Instead of taking the bus, maybe you bike or you take that walk. One of my favorite ways is to actually break up your day with three 10-minute walk walks and short bouts rather than doing a long 30-minute walk. Okay, so when you're able, that sounds more reasonable to do 10-minute walks for most people. So think morning, lunch, and evening. Take the stairs whenever you can. That's probably going to be the best is rather than taking that elevator, go up the stairs. If you need to go slow, that's okay. Just take your time. Use the railing if you need to. But that adds up and you're able to actually use a lot of those hips and quad muscles that you may not be using throughout the day. And then another part is recruiting like a workout partner or fitness professional or someone to keep you accountable, a coach, maybe it's a friend, family member, and go on a walk together. So one of my favorite strategies when it comes to working with my clients and they're trying to get walking in more, especially on the weekend and they're with friends and they go to these parties or whatever it is, making it a social time together to go for a walk instead of sitting at a restaurant. That'll make it uh, more fun. You can chat and get that activity in. Another one is to recruit your coworkers. So go on a walk during your lunch break to chat with your coworkers. If you're both eating your lunch at the desk, maybe it's, okay, after we're done eating, do you want to just, you know, go for a little stroll around the block? And then one of my favorites as well is getting that morning sunlight right away in the morning. And how you can do that is just going for a walk right away when you wake up. So that way you can not only get your morning sunlight, help your circadian rhythm, get better sleep, but also you're getting that physical activity to kind of wake you up and lower those stress hormones. Or you can just get a dog. <laughs> there has been many studies that found that dog owners definitely walk way more than non-dog owners traditionally. So at the very least, you can borrow maybe a friend's dog. That's usually what I do since we do not have a dog right now. Or I'll, you know, dog sit for someone. Um, just to kind of, again, it's just dogs are amazing. Not only that, but also it helps keep you active as well. So those are going to be my tips for getting in the walking routine in. Those little strategies. Walking around your house. Even using your wait time to walk. So like if you're waiting for, um, if you're sitting in your car waiting to pick someone up, maybe you actually park and just walk around the building. All these little things, small little things that are really realistic for most people. Next, I want to talk about connecting with nature and why 
walking outdoors has more impact than, you know, walking on your treadmill. As you all may know, I love to hike. I love to be in the mountains. I love to be outside and I love, yeah, hiking. It's literally my favorite thing that brings me so much joy. And there's so much evidence to show how impactful activity in nature really has on your happiness and your well-being. And it encourages others to really be in nature as well. So there's evidence to show that regular exposure to nature, and I'm talking even just grass, the trees, it has a lot of effect on our human health, which are really positive. It puts us in a good mood and it, it applies to everyone. Everyone feels this and it doesn't matter what your, you know, what people's income level, education, any of those things. It's just getting the exposure to nature. That's all you need. So why is it more beneficial? Well, like I mentioned, puts you more positive, improves your brain function, increases positivity, allows you to feel relaxed when you're around nature, decreases mental fatigue, and you just feel more calm. So, so many reasons to not only walk, but then also be in a grassy area, a park, um, if you can, if you have access to that, if you're not in a city. If you're in a city, I'm sure there's at least some park that you can, you know, drive to that um, will allow you to get into the nature. So, I hope you found this episode helpful and just impactful in understanding that walking truly is underlooked and it definitely is going to be huge for your heart health, brain health, circulation, especially if you want to be healthy, happy, and even want to lose some weight, start with walking. If you found this episode helpful, valuable, definitely share with a friend or family member who might benefit from it and message me. I'd love to hear any topics you want me to discuss on this podcast. I'm kind of in a slump of like, I have all these ideas, but I am wanted to make it valuable for you. So if you're like, oh yeah, I really want to hear more about this, send me a message. I'd love to hear it. As always, please leave me a rating if you can follow the podcast. It really helps me gain exposure to more people and have them give a listen. So have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Sending you all the love and happiness. Bye-bye.